This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, it is the Lombardi line as we welcome you back here on a Saturday. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Those of you on Nesson, we welcome you. Sorry about the other night. Marquee Sports Network in Chicago as well. Michael Lombardi on vacation. He'll be back soon. Scott Seidenberg sitting in for him. Let's get to, we've got Samich coming up, who's great with the hockey and the ponies. He's going to give us a few plays coming up in just a little bit, Scott. But let's set up this number, Game 2, Stanley Cup Final. Mm -hmm. And I do respect that you didn't add the S because puckheads get very upset when you call it the Stanley Cup. Finals. Yeah, come on. I, I, I used to do pre and post for the Stanley Cup final. I knew. Yeah, I know, growing I know up what in Detroit with the Red Wings, you could tell if a hockey fan was a hockey fan if they added the yes. Save it. Uh, Tampa Bay, Colorado game two. So extra days rest, of course, with the Stanley Cup final. This number opens somewhere like, right around 150 ish. I saw it get fed up to 165, but we've seen some buyback on Tampa here. Most books, you got your you got your uh, numbers open as well. Most books back down to 150, 155 ish. There you see it. Lightning coming back the other way. Plus. 135. You and I are both looking at this total of six. Of course, game one, four, three overtime winner for the Avs. Uh, Vasilevsky needs to be better. His goals saved above expected. Not great in game one. Of course, you know, Kemper, not necessarily great either. Let's start with your cap. Lightning Avs game two, Stanley Cup final. I'm on the lightning and I'm on the under. Uh, if you watching that game one and, and the avalanche came out like a buzzsaw and they were, they were faster. They were just incredible. The amount of opportunities that they had and some would argue it could have been worse than a three, one totally score agree. after the first period. And I texted a couple of buddies of, my, uh, of mine, you know, everyone's in their own gambling group chat. And I was like, this is, this is going to be an ugly game. Like I thought this was headed towards like a five. I told you at late two and a half final. in game. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. And credit to John Cooper, who's a future Hall of Fame coach, uh, for what he did, the adjustments they made in the first intermission, because the Lightning completely changed the game in the second period. They shrunk the ice. They clogged up the neutral zone. They didn't allow some free, some free entries into the zone. And Vasilevsky was himself. He was great. 
second period, third period, if you just watch that game in the second and third period, you would come away with the, the idea that, you know what? These teams are really close, and maybe the Lightning are a little bit better because of the goaltending edge, right? So if you just take the first period out of the equation, and I know you can't, but it should be a much more even series than what we saw in game one. I expect the Lightning to come out much better, play better in the first period. I love this game to go under. I think it's going to be very tightly contested, and I've, I was on the Lightning to win the series beforehand. Uh, I'm plus, still, one, plus 155-ish, somewhere no, in there? No, because there's no – it's not good. Instead of playing the Lightning in the series, you play the Conn Smythe winner. Who did you play? Well, at first, I played Andre Vasilevsky. Okay? Well, full disclosure, because I'm an honest guy. I played, it... I played Igor Shosturkin like two months ago, and uh, that didn't work out for me. But um, <laughs> Sorry, Rangers <laughs> yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah. So I did bet Andre Vasilevsky at the start of the series. And my mentality was, it's keep in mind, it's the MVP of the playoffs, not the MVP That's of the right. final. Yep. And you have to take into consideration everything he did, including the four-game sweep over the Panthers, the highest-scoring team in the NHL, and everything that he did to limit them. And the four final wins against the Rangers were incredible. Yep. And if they are to beat Colorado, they're going to need Vasilevsky to be great. So I figured the guy won it last year despite Braden Point having an incredible postseason. He's going to win it this year. I have changed my tune. I have changed. Pray tell. Nikita Kucherov. That's French, by the way, for those of you at home. Nikita Please. Kucherov is absolutely live to win this award. Oh, he's, yeah, absolutely. If the Lightning win. And what people don't realize about this kid, he's like 27, 28 years old, is that he is about 50 points away in the postseason from being top five all yeah, it's time. Dumb. It's crazy. In points, career in the playoffs. That's two postseasons. Now it helps when you go to the Stanley Cup final three consecutive years because he had 30-something points, 30-something points. Now he's got 24 points. So if they keep going to the Stanley Cup final, it's an extra round to play. He's going to get extra rounds. He's going to get more points. So maybe it's not the next two years, but in the next couple of years, if he stays healthy and Tampa stays good, he's going to finish top five career all-time playoff points. I, I know that this is not like a, a, a firm handicap. It's not like an X's and O's handicap. But these writers are human. And we argue about this all the time where, oh, they just give it to the face of the team. They don't really look at things like, look at what happened in the NCAA tournament, right? Mm -hmm. There was no reason why she should have been the tournament most outstanding player. But thinking about this Stanley Cup final, if, and it's a big, it's an if right now, of course, if the Lightning win, there could be a, a sentiment amongst the, the writers that vote for this award to give it to Nikita Kucherov as a culmination of the last three seasons. We acknowledge what you did, scoring 34 points a couple of years ago when Victor Hedman was the Conn Smythe. We acknowledge what you did last year when Andre Vasilevsky won the Conn Smythe. And Does now, it really count against Montreal? No offense. And, and now the team wins their third Stanley Cup in a row. It might be a share the love type thing, and they give it to Vasilevsky. So it's kind of like each unit of the no, team I love it. has has a taste of this award. So I bought in on Nikita Kucherov at six to one to win the uh, Conn Smythe. Let's keep those Conn Smythe numbers up, Scott. You know, I thought it was Tampa Bay just took that first to adjust to Colorado's speed. Yeah, 
And the way they go defense to offense is ridiculous. You know, you mentioned Basilevsky. He is, after a loss in the postseason, he's 4-1. and one. The save percentage goes way up, so he always adjusts. I mean, he's a modern-day Ron Hextall. I mean, he's Brodeur, Patrick Waugh. He's that good, and he's huge. Nice of you to put Hextall in that mix, in, but, that, in that conversation. Hextall, had a, he had a nice little window. Yeah, uh, yeah. so did Tom Barrasso, but uh, come on. Dominic Koshik, okay, whoever you want. Mike Vernon, you want me to keep going? <laughs> Chris Osgood, the... the the idea of Vasilevsky, it's also, he just, he's physically imposing. He's got to be 6'3 without skates on. So he's huge. And, you know, Kemper was metrics back up an improvement for him as well. Um, the best defense in hockey in front of him, Colorado's defense is probably, uh, uh, you know, Makar, obviously, offensively, he's great, but defensively, he's great as well. As and that's defenseman. where I lean for Colorado. It's Makar over McKinnon. Makar's the best defenseman I've ever seen. Adam Fox of the Rangers. Um, Nikki Lidstrom. <laughs> yeah. no, uh, Kim, I mean, Kim, just skill-wise is what I'm saying. Speed. Oh, he does it all. Offensively, he, he is all. the best defenseman. And, and I He's think, a new age defenseman. Yes, of course. And I think that um, – and I think Adam Fox is actually a really good comparison because they're very similar sure. where the, these defensemen now are getting more involved offensively. And I do believe that McCarr would be the guy over McKinnon. He's got a couple more points right now. Maybe if McKinnon scores more goals, it'll be something. But I think – I think everything that you mentioned about the, his involvement defensively and then the fact that he does it all, mm -hmm. right? He's so important to their defense, but yet he's also important to their special teams. He's also important in, you know, engineering the offense. Uh, McCarr, for me, would be the pick if Colorado wins. Tampa Bay, six or fewer goals in 10 of their last 12 playoff games, six or fewer for three of six it's as far as the abs, I love the under tonight. I mean, you know, took an overtime to get to that seven in mm -hmm. game one. Uh, I think these two teams tighten up a little bit. I, that first period, it was like an onslaught where yeah. I thought Tampa Bay looked a little rattled because Colorado, and remember, Colorado was so rested. So you kind of wondered that angle, rust well, versus we, rest. Yeah, we felt we, a lot of people feared that. I feared you know, it. I, I know pros it. that were all over Tampa in the first period. Look at what happened in game one with the, in the Eastern Conference final when, when the Rangers beat up on the Lightning because the Lightning had that long layoff, right? And people thought that was going to be the same thing that – Colorado coming in was going to be a little bit rusty. But to your point that you made earlier about the Warriors, and, you know, it's intangible. It's nebulous. We can't mm – -hmm. I don't know how to measure championship pedigree, but that's what you saw with Tampa Bay against the Rangers, and that's what you saw in game one where they bounced back. So here's my handicap on this series. This is why I'm like, I like the lightning in this series. We have seen them, not just this year, but in the past, deal with adversity. And then in this year, we've seen them deal with adversity. They go a long series with Toronto, hard-fought series. Yeah, they had the sweep against Florida, but they're down two games to none against the Rangers and rally back and win. We have not seen Colorado they're deal 12 with adversity. Colorado's 12-2. and two. Exactly. 13-2 and two and, in the and, postseason. And, 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 and finally this year, they get over the hump, right? They've been, the best, they've been one of the best teams in the NHL over the past years. three, four, five years. But every year, they're, they're being eliminated early. So they finally get over the hump. We have not seen this team deal with adversity. And if Tampa were to win this game Great tonight, point. and then the Tampa wins game three in Tampa and has a 2-1 lead, and Tampa's a small favorite on home ice in game four, how does Colorado deal with that pressure? If Tampa wins today, series price, my assumption is the Abs still favored. Small. Small favorite. 130. Yeah. Yeah, I think the adjustment's 125-ish, 135-ish, somewhere Tampa's in Tampa's going to be a small favorite on home ice in game three. I would agree. By the way, John Cooper, little fun fact. You know who his best friend is? No. Charles Barkley. Really? 
I think they like to get loose together. You know what I'm saying? That is. Have a couple of cocktails. Isn't that, that is odd? interesting? Uh, playing golf and gambling? Like, what are they doing? I don't, uh, I don't know if they're best, like, just to be careful. I don't know if they're best friends, but very good friends. Uh, John Cooper, and you mentioned Hall of Famer. I mean, this is back-to-back. Again, D- Dallas and Montreal aren't going to scare you like Colorado mm-hmm. does. This is the matchup. Colorado and Tampa Bay, this is the matchup we've wanted the last three seasons. Sure. Two best teams, yeah. Colorado. You realize that over the last, what is it, I think it's four or five seasons, Tampa Bay's got the most regular season wins of anybody in the NHL combined. Colorado's third. You know, and by the way, you just mentioned it to get through the East. Toronto finished above Colorado. Toronto finished above Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Florida to me was the best team in the race. I, I, yep. Watching Florida was just so much fun this year and then got past a Rangers team that was flying. I mean, Tampa Bay is just tremendous. And, and by the way, that barn down in Tampa, yeah. underrated. It mm-hmm. gets loud. Emily, absolutely. It gets loud. And in the West, uh, if Edmonton has a, if Edmonton ever gets a goaltender and a defense, yeah. Well, yeah, they don't play. Well, Mike defense. Smith's my age. To be <laughs> fair, you can't. You're not going to win many Stanley Cups with a dude that's 40 plus in net, and it's just a waste of the talent in front of them too. Edmonton, yeah, they're so just, good. You love to see when they're, they're in the so mix. Good. All right, more hockey. Samich is going to join us next. Professional handicapper. Also, we'll get some plays as far as the ponies are concerned. That was a request from Scott Seidenberg. He said, "I want to do more horse racing." Yeah, more when pick I, fours when, and pick fives. <laughs> Please. He knows what he's talking about. We continue here on the Lombardi Line, presented by. BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare to the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Santos was just pouring over the betting splits over at VSIN.com, and you can too. By the way, updated every 10 minutes. 
So very immediate. Today's games and future events. Of course, you can find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. All right, we got you back here. Game two, Stanley Cup final. Of course, Tampa Bay, Colorado. Colorado, $1.50 opener. It's still sitting there. I mean, it, it got up to 165. A little buyback on Tampa as we welcome you back. Scott Seidenberg, of course, sitting in for Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi line. I see Femi getting ready to go, grinding in the corner. He's I'm coming in. up after us in about 45 minutes. We now head out to Florida and welcome in professional handicapper. When it comes to the ponies, there's nobody better. Mike Samich, RacingDudes.com. But also, he's all over the hockey as well. Welcome, Mike, and good morning. We, we had a bookmaker, uh, Carl Johnson, on before, and we we were talking about puck line and whether or not to lay it. And I don't know if you have the data on you, but you specifically were telling me about that goalie being pulled earlier than historically that he's ever been pulled. What were the numbers as far as pulling the goalie earlier? Yeah, I'm happy you brought this up. I actually dove a little bit deeper into this since we last talked on Thursday. So over the last five years, you've seen almost an 80% increase in the amount of empty net time. And you in the playoffs, you generally see NHL teams be even more aggressive because they want more of a chance to be able to score. And Colorado is one of those teams where when they are able to face a team that pulls their goalie, they're incredibly effective. If you go back and you look at Colorado's 15 games in the playoffs this year, five of them have gone to overtime. So we'll, we'll push those out. They lost one of those games to St. Louis. You've got nine left, nine regulation wins left. Eight of those nine games, they've covered the puck line. And that ninth game, they scored with four seconds left in the game against St. Louis. In those eight games where they covered the puck line, they have six empty net goals. Hmm. So they are able to take advantage of that extra time from an empty net perspective. It's one of the reasons if I'm playing Colorado in this spot, I'm, I'm laying the a buck and a point, a goal and a half and taking that plus 175. Does that scare you off the total? At times, because I was on the under in game one. Now it got burned in the first period, but I'm still on the under here in game two. But when you consider the empty net factor, does that scare you off a total a little bit? It does. I mean, you can go back and you look at one of those games where you have Colorado and St. Louis. The, the game was three to two, and you had two empty net goals in that game, push it over the six and a half total in that. So, because of this extra time, because Colorado is so effective, it does make you a little more hesitant to play the unders in these games. And if you if you see a three one game you're going to see Tampa pull their goalie with four and a half, five minutes in that spot. And all of a sudden, if Tampa gets one, it's 3-2. The goalie's back out of the net. Colorado gets one, it's 4-2. The goalie's back out of the net. It's just there's a lot of endgame scenarios that really make it tough on that that six total. I, I, the, the flow of that first game, I think, supports the under. If you look at the expected goals, it was 3.3 for Colorado versus 1.92 for the Avalanche. So the, the flow and the opportunities definitely support that. And Vasilevsky played much better in the second and third period. So I, I would lean under here, but I am scared of that in-game scenario that we're talking about. Oh, it's great data. Of course, Mike Samich joining us here. Scott Seidenberg sit in for Michael Lombardi. You know, it's funny with that Rangers-Tampa Bay series, it felt like betting betting in 2000 with the five, five and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the kids, you don't know this. Back in the day, we used to bet into five totals juice to the under, remember? Yeah. <laughs> so when you see these sevens popping up, it's, this, is not, this is not your dad's hockey like back in the day. Uh, and you and I were going, we, we were pressing in game on Colorado when they got, they were just downhill early in that first period. Mike, it, it did appear Tampa just took a little bit of time to adjust to Colorado's speed. And then that championship medal, they obviously did adjust. 
Yeah, they did a wonderful job in that second period. I mean, they, they really kind of weathered the storm after that first period. And the second period was much more even. Uh, they, they, there was a couple key moments. I mean, Vasilevsky makes a huge save on Nishushkin right before uh, you, you see that amazing play on the, on the lightning side to get the game down to 3-2. to two, And then you have that kind of seeing eye wrister that gets through to make it 3-3. Three to three. I, I thought Tampa played well in the game. I, but then you go to that third period. And we talk about the medal that we've seen from Tampa being able to respond. Well, I thought the, the Avalanche did a great job responding in the third, outshot, uh, outshot Tampa 12 to 5 in that third period, and was able to, to really push back. And, and that's something that you have to worry about this Colorado team that just doesn't have the same experience that the Lightning does. I'm on Tampa to win this series. Uh, I've made no you know, secrets about that. And, and I think if Colorado wins, Kale McCarr is your Conn Smythe winner. But if it was Tampa, prior to the series, I bet Andre Vasilevsky, I felt that his performance in the entire postseason would warrant that. And what they would need from him to win this final would be the reason why he would win back-to-back Conn Smythes. But I have changed my tune. Uh, I have now placed a bet on Nikita Kucherov. Uh, it's six to one to be the Conn Smythe winner. I just look at I, I, the fact that the voters, if Tampa wins, might spread the love a little bit, mm-hmm. share this. You know, Hedman gets it year one, Vazzy last year, and they might give it to Kucherov this year. What's your lean on this trophy? So I'm I'm pretty heavy on Colorado. I bet them for the series before the series at minus 190, and I got it back in at minus 165. I laid the game in a half as well. Um, I agree with your first take. I think that the way that Tampa wins this series is that Vasilevsky absolutely stands on his head. I think he has to steal two, maybe three games in this series for them to be able to win because I don't expect that downhill flow to change. If you look at the, the shot totals coming into this series, Colorado had 570 shots for and only 395 against. They almost went 2-1 to one in that first game against, against Tampa as well. From a shot perspective, Vasilevsky is going to see a ton of rubber, and he's going to have to have probably three games where he keeps this Colorado team at one goal or less for them to be able to win. If that happens, I think Vasilevsky is going to end up with the con smite. So if I was going lightning, I would rather bet Vasilevsky than bet the lightning for the series at this point, because I think you're getting plus 600 versus, you know, I think it's plus 240 right now. For yeah, the series absolutely. For Tampa. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We, we were talking, so adjusted series price after game one, and I think Scott brought up a pretty good number. What'd you say? Well, I'll, I'll lay it out. Abs right now, Avalanche a minus 275, coming back the other way, Lightning plus 235. I, I asked Scott earlier if Tampa Bay wins today, Abs still favored, right? And he said, yeah, probably short, uh, 135-ish. I think it might be 125-ish. Do you think, what do you think the number, the adjusted number would be if Tampa wins today? I would guess you're seeing somewhere between 135 and and 145, somewhere in that range. And I would think that you would take some abs money at that point. Uh, Even though we're headed back to Tampa Bay, Colorado's been very good on the road so far. I think a lot of it depends how this game looks. If if Tampa's able to win a, a lower scoring game, but the Avalanche played downhill the whole game and Vasilevsky stands on his head, I think you'll still see some Colorado money come in. If Tampa's able to play a game two, much like what St. Louis was able to do, and that's the the one regulation loss you have for this Colorado team in the playoffs, where St. Louis outplayed them and kind of took what they learned in game one, was able to flip that on on Colorado's head, and then Colorado had to adjust heading back to St. Louis, then I think that that you could see that 125, 135 number. So I I think you're in the right ballpark. I think it really depends on how tonight's game looks. What would surprise you more, Colorado winning this series in five or Tampa Bay winning this series in six? I would be shocked if Tampa wins in six. I think they I, I think if, if they win in they win in seven, most likely. Um, I think three to one on Colorado and five makes a lot of sense here. I 
realize how good Tampa is, but I don't think that they have faced anyone like Colorado. When this team starts going downhill, when their defense starts really injecting themselves into the play, they are so hard to slow down. And the players that are taking shots are wildly talented. It's not like there's anyone on this third line that can't put the puck in the net. They've got, I believe it's 10 five-plus goal scorers heading into this series with just 14 games played in the playoffs. So the depth is, is also phenomenal from the Colorado side. I, you know, I think it's Colorado in five. That's where I'm leading. Um, but if Tampa wins, I think it's because they're able to get both games at home and they, they're able to really just hold that home ice. I think it's going to be very tough for Tampa in Colorado. By the way, boys, I'm, the latest splits as far as the handle and bets coming in from BetMGM and John Ewing, the total is six. Percentage of bets, 61% to the over. Handle, 66% to the over, which I like. Scott likes because we're on the under six. Where are you on the total tonight? I would lean under, but I'm not going to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, again, that end game scenario is what really scares me. I, I do think the under is the right side based on the flow of that first game. But, it, man, I, I'm worried that if it's, if this thing is 3-2 that we're going to see some empty netters and in. I expect if you do have an empty net scenario, one of the two teams will score. And so that three, two score just keeps popping in my head in the game ending on seven or six. Mm. Fair enough. Mike Samich, racingdudes.com. Nobody better when handicap. Seidenberg was just telling me, he was talking about pick fours, yeah, pick, pick fives. fives. Yeah, and yeah. the reason I bring that up <laughs> is because of course the horizontals, that's your specialty. Mr. Samich, you want to give us a couple plays from Belmont park today? Yeah, man, it's a great day. It's a great time that you mentioned that. No one's hit the pick six at Belmont in two days. So we've got $250,000 seated in there and no one hit the late pick five yesterday. So there's $291,000 sitting in that late pick five. Five pool should get over a million and a half today. The start of the pick five, race six, the one horse, Mason, is going to be a heavy favorite, but a very, very likely winner. Uh, it's going to be, it's the grade three poker. So really like Mason, the one horse in race six. And then in race seven, there's two horses that are coming out of a key allowance race at Keeneland. That was a 12 horse field. There's already been three horses that ran back and won. The winner of that race came back and graded stakes and ran very good third. The one horse credit event and the four, four horse Merci are both coming back today in the seventh race at Belmont. So I'm going to start my pick fives out with the one in the sixth and the one in the four in the seventh. And what Samich is talking about when they don't, those, those, that money carries over. So it, c- mm. it carries over to the pool and you're betting into a pool that wasn't hit the day before. So the pool just starts to grow. Remember, I mean, that's betting horse racing. It all goes into a big pot. You're betting against other betters. So good luck today, my friend. Appreciate you, Mike Samich, racingdudes.com. Impro- <laughs> you know what? Text me your pick for the whole one. I don't want to pay for it, okay? <laughs> Thomas Gable. Thomas Gable's coming up next here on the Lombardi line. You're listening to the Lombardi line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right. Thank you, Brent. King of Sportsbooks. That's BetMGM, of course. Unleash the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So every time you make a wager, redeemable for online bonuses, converted into comps at MGM Resorts Nationwide. Again, it's a loyalty program. So just like your credit card, every time you make a play over at BetMGM, whether it be the website or the app, you're going to get points, and you can convert those points. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. 21 years or older. 
We welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. Scott Seidenberg in for Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, this is VSIN, the sports betting network. We head out to Atlantic City and say hi to our partner, Thomas Gable. He runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata. Good morning, Thomas. How are you? Good morning, guys. Uh, Scott, uh, first time I've had the pleasure of uh, being on a show with you, so uh, looking forward to that. And, Patrick, I'm sure uh, your countdown is on now till. Uh, your time off, which is coming up here shortly, <laughs> yes. right? Your, your, your leave of absence. I, your yes. leave of absence. I can't call it a vacation because you, <laughs> the, the amount of time you take off is not a vacation. I appreciate that, and I wish it could take more. The the tears that were coming through your text early this morning, it really just <laughs> it, it hit me in the feels when you oh. said there at the Borgata, you got killed with the NBA Finals. Is that fair? Yeah, it was not a good result for us at all. Um, the uh, Game six there uh, was not a good day. We, we certainly needed, uh, for the series, we needed Boston. So it was a, it was a big decision in the series uh, for us with the Warriors winning. And then uh, game six, we actually took uh, the, the action was pretty balanced through the day, um, very balanced until about an hour, I'd say, before tip. And then took a six-figure bet on the Warriors' money line, and uh, a lot of other Warriors' money started coming in there um, pretty late. And uh, ended up being a big decision, and just didn't go our way. So uh, it turned out to be an expensive one uh, for us there. But I, I know we, this was go back to when Michael was uh, before his vacation. We talked about this. Uh, I believe it was Game Four there when the Celtics really in that fourth quarter when they had a, a I believe five point lead there and. They failed to capitalize on that and, and put that game away. And we, we said at the time that that could really be the turning point of the series. And that turned out to be uh, uh, certainly to be the case because uh, the Warriors uh, not only take that game and then come back and win the next two. And when you have a chance to uh, put a team down 3-1 and, and not do it, uh, especially uh, a team like Golden State who has the championship pedigree, and Boston, with this team not really being in this position before, uh, it's it, it's tough. So uh, the momentum really shifted there in that fourth quarter of Game Four. I felt, and uh, it, it ended up being going all Golden State the rest of the series. Thomas, what's the golf handle like for you guys over there at the Borgata? You know, the U.S. Open hitting towards the third round here at Brookline. Uh, Rory McIlroy opened this thing up as the favorite, and here he is, just one yep. stroke off the lead right now. Yeah, pretty good leaderboard right now. Uh, Morikawa up there, uh, tied for the lead at five under. He's um, he's actually right now the with the updated uh, prices uh, plus four fifty. McElroy, as you mentioned, also plus four fifty. Rom one shot back at five to one here. Uh, then you have Scheffler uh, only two back uh, at seven to one, and then you have some other you know bigger names there. Uh, still, still very much within striking distance with Burns. Uh, two under eighteen to one. Fitzpatrick, who I like coming into this, uh, he's twenty to one currently. Uh, you know, and then you look at some of these longer shots, guys that are right there, like Buckley, who's one shot off the lead, fifty to one. And you say, well, geez, uh, Rom's five to one, also one shot off the lead. Um, but this is this is really when you see uh, championship medal come in here, and um, guys who have been here before and have won majors. Uh, this is such a tough test for somebody who has not found themselves in this position, and that's really reflected in the odds. But um, 
you know, we McElroy's probably uh, the worst case scenario for us right now uh, to win. We're, we're okay with Morikawa. We're okay with Rom. Um, the majority of our golf handle really comes from matchups. We take a lot of uh, a lot of big money on the matchups, and uh, so it, it's been good. Um, you know, we had a lot of lot of handle on them. We, we need a we need Morikawa to pull through though in his matchup. That's a big decision for us. Um, uh, coming up this weekend, he was paired up with uh, Will Zalatoris, uh, and we we have some liability there on Zalatoris in that tournament matchup. You know, it might be a cliche, but I've said championship medal twenty five times today, and you and you and you, and you, ju- and you just said it as well. But we were referencing it. You know, you can't really measure championship medal, but that's what the Warriors showed. And that's also what Tampa Bay showed coming back down three, one in game one. Now they lose in overtime, but they are the champs back to back looking for a three Pete. Let's take a look at the number right around one fifty ish on Colorado and six on the total tonight, Thomas. Yeah. So let's start with the total here of six. And this is what the total was in, in game one. And that, that was actually where our decision was for game one. A lot of people were taking the over and, so far today, that's also what we've seen. Um, people are betting the over here, over six. Uh, the Avalanche are getting bet. We 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 needed the Avalanche in Game One, believe it or not. Um, uh, people were taking the plus price there on the Lightning. I think uh, some people were counting on the long layoff there for Colorado, maybe some rust. Uh, but uh, the Avalanche, when you look at these two teams, I mean, the Avalanche just so much faster. But as you said, Tampa. Uh, showed you know what why they're the two-time defending champions, and I, I really I'm hoping for a, a long series here uh, between these two. It's such a fascinating dynamic uh, with these two teams. So right now we have the Avs dollar sixty uh, today, uh, and they are taking the uh, majority of the money. Ticket count favors Tampa here uh, ever so slightly, but uh, the money right now is favoring the Avs. What about these two teams in terms of the uh, long-term liabilities? Did people hit on them early in the season? Colorado was a favorite really from the start of the season, and Tampa Bay is your defending two-time Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a little surprised. Uh, I, Tampa was uh, – we have no liability really on Tampa in the, uh, in the futures market. We do have uh, a small bit of liability on Colorado. Uh, nothing to write home about there. So um, – Right now, the the updated series price, uh, Colorado uh, laying two seventy five and Tampa take back two thirty. So, uh, yeah, the the series we aren't going to have much uh, much of a decision at all on the series, unlike the uh, the NBA finals there. But um, uh, we'll just uh, take this game by game, and I'm we're hoping for a long series. Not quite halfway. Thomas Gable, of course, joining us here on the Lombardi line. Not quite halfway through the baseball season. However, I ask you, TG, how's the handle been so far? Uh, really good. We've gotten off to a really strong start with uh, MLB. Uh, the hold's been been pretty good, uh, and uh, we seem to have weathered you know a couple storms because. Uh, as you know, the uh, the local teams here with the the Mets and Yankees and the Phillies, you know, especially that latest Phillies run that they've been on since uh, Girardi was dismissed, uh, people were really uh, piling on when when they were on that run, and uh, we got a little bit of it back. Uh, I think it was last Sunday when they lost uh, lost that game, but um, yeah, I mean the Yankees, they're just. Sure, they're just incredible this year. Uh, they really have been, and um, they already get bet here. Um, 
just due to our vicinity to New York. So uh, a lot of liability on the Yankees for the World Series and the Mets. Um, but that happens every year. But this could be the year that uh, we could be bitten by that. And Aaron Judge to win the American League Most Valuable Player. I mean, yeah. he's he's down to what, like even money? Yeah. Maybe even minus one ten, plus one forty a yeah. couple days ago. Yeah. I mean, he's insane. His numbers. You got any liability there, Thomas? Yeah, we do. We do. Um, it's uh, you know, if he stays healthy, I, I mean, it's just he's been on such a tear. Um, and uh, but yeah, we do have some liability on Judge in the futures market there for MVP. You know, he cries all the time, Scott. But you heard what he said. He said he got killed in the NBA Finals. He probably won out through the regular season, won out through the postseason, and mm-hmm. then he just said his handle's ridiculous when it yeah. comes to Major League Baseball. Yeah. It's checks and balances. You understand? Yeah, he's hoping for a Blue Jays win today. <laughs> he, he, he absolutely <laughs> is. And, and and yes, Thomas, I don't have children, but I will take paternity leave in July just just okay. just, yeah. just just for you. Hey, you got UFC. T- tonight as well. It's going to be a busy day there at the Borgata. Yes. Yeah. Uh, UFC on uh, ESPN today. So yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be a nice day. And uh, I hope Bill, Bill AD has already approved your, your leave. Is that, is yeah, that already it's, official? It's, it's in the contract, bro. Trust okay. me. We've All got right. those, those T's crossed and the dotted eyes, my friend. Okay. Enjoy the day. I'm sorry about your loss in the finals. You're going to be just fine. Thomas Gable, director of race and sports book there at the Borgata. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks guys. All right. There he goes. Lights are staying on over there. Yeah. I think they're just fine. It's so the bookmakers, (laughs) they bitch all the time when they, they have a losing day, but then you take a look, you you, you pull back and you take a look at the 30 day and they kill it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's what they do. Hey, by the way, we might be in agreement in lockstep with a game in Baltimore. What everybody's waiting for today, Rays (laughs) Orioles. We'll come back with that and more on a loaded slate in major league baseball. That's coming up next. Scott's on air on Twitter. We're at VEASAN live on Twitter. You want to give us a follow? It is, of course, the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening.
listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, First Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000. Receive 10 bucks instantly and up to $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. And when you do, use the bonus code Vegas1000. Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Scott Seidenberg, sitting in for Michael Lombardi, who's hanging out with uh, Hemingway down in... So he's, he's down in Key West taking pictures with Mr. Hemingway. The uh, hey, Fem, who are you on with today? Is it West? Oh, West, perfect for U.S. Open, of course. Yeah. Uh, day three there at the golf course, Brookline, Massachusetts, U.S. Open. You were just talking about Scheffler, who's one back, the mm-hmm. world's number one. You can get a pretty good price on him. Yeah, it's like seven fifty or eight to one right now to to win this thing, and it's no, it's crazy because yeah, I know Morikawa and Rory are up there as the favorites, but and John Rahm as well, but no one's had a better twenty twenty two than Scotty Scheffler. No, he's been incredible. <laughs> if you told me a year ago that Scotty Scheffler would be the world's number one, I'd say you're a drunk, and now he's he soberly is the world's number one. Okay, you were just discussing during the break, Mister Seidenberg. You're talking yourself into a bet, which sometimes can be dangerous. But let's go through the thought process here, in Major League Baseball. What's the bet you're talking so, yourself into? So uh, every day, if you guys follow me on Twitter at Scotts on Air, post the baseball play of the day. It's my top play of the day. Uh, I release it, uh, you know, for recent subscribers on the Daily Best Bets page first, as well as my full baseball card every single day online on vcin.com. But the play of the day is something I've been doing for a couple of years now uh, on Twitter, releasing this, and uh, it's been pretty good so far. 45, 26, and 1 on the season. That's better uh, than pretty good, my yeah, friend. Yeah, so we're like 63% or so on the year. And that's kind of, I'm a, I'm a little lower than that in my overall card. I'm at about 60.4% uh, on the season. So it's been a good baseball season. So last night... When I started handicapping today's board, I looked at the Yankees and the Blue Jays. And you have Alec Manoa pitching at home, which is always a sign to bet the Blue Jays, right? Mm -hmm. And the Blue Jays are minus 135, minus 130 favorites in this game over the Yankees. I don't know if I could bet against the Yankees. I've done it before, and it just doesn't work out. So how am I going to play this game while backing Alec Manoa, who I absolutely love? And just to reiterate the stats I gave earlier on the show, Alec Manoa at home this year, as good as he's been overall, overall his numbers, he's 8-1 and one with a 1-6-7 ERA. With all due respect to Justin Verlander and Shane McClanahan, this is your American League Cy Young winner right now in mm-hmm. Alec Manoa. At home this year, he has been better than his overall numbers. He's 5-0 and with a 1.55 ERA, but this is what's most impressive. Opponent's batting average at the Rogers Center against Alec Manoa this year, 171. That's dumb. That means that no one's getting a hit off this kid. Now, I know it's the Yankees lineup, and it's going to be obviously much tougher, so I don't want to just bet on the um, Blue Jays. Last time, his first start of the season, Manoa faced the Yankees. That was back on April 11th, so it was a long time ago. Six shutout innings, only allowed one hit. Obviously, a lot has changed since then, but Manoa's still dominant. Jameson Tyone's been great as well this season, not as good as Manoa. My play here is going to be on the first five under. It's four and a half right now, juiced at minus 125. I don't see the Yankees scoring against Alec Manoa. Maybe one run, if that, in the first five innings. And as long as Tyone doesn't allow three runs or so, I think we should be good here for the first five under. Many people look at both of these teams' lineups, Patrick, and think that they're over teams. 
But in the first five, both these teams are 55% to the under yeah. so far this season. And it's because of how good the starting pitching has been, especially for the New York Yankees and for a guy like Alec Manoa. So I'll go with the first five innings under four and a half for the Yankees and the Blue Jays. That's my process. I've been talking myself into no, it's a love way it. to bet on Alec Manoa without betting against the New York Yankees. You don't want to fade your boys. By the way, the Yankees overall this year, 34-29-1 to the under. You know, for a new better that might not make a ton of sense with how great the offense. Remember, those numbers are baked in. So, um, eight and a half on the total, plus 118. I asked Scott earlier, how, how often are you getting plus money on the Yankees this year? It's, it just doesn't happen. And you had it last week, uh, Yankees and Rays. It was uh, Shane McClanahan against yep. Nestor Cortez, and I'm like, Pfft. Rays, McClanahan all day, and the Yankees tag him for four runs in the first five innings. Speaking of the Rays, can I talk you into a gross one here, Mr. Seidenberg? This is a weird one because the Rays and Orioles, not very good offenses, obviously. Mm -hmm. And Jeffrey Springs on the bump for the Rays, who's pitched to a one four five ERA this year. However, if you take a look and you were looking, digging deeper into his numbers, expected ERA is closer to three. Uh, some of the numbers don't add up to that 145 as far as the ERA. You go with the Orioles. Here's the thing about the Orioles. They beat the Rays last night one nothing, which isn't going to make a ton of sense because I'm going over eight. I bet it over <laughs> eight this morning. By the way, it's now eight and a half. I'll still go over. Uh, the Orioles prior to last night, 22 runs over their last three games. So their bats are starting to wake up a little bit here, Scott, and specifically against lefties on base slugging. The numbers have been tremendous in the month of June for this Oriole team. Tampa Bay's bullpen, which may surprise some, although it's hard to measure a Kevin Cash bullpen, but just middle of the pack so far this season. And then Baltimore, uh, Kyle Bradish, a 686 ERA this year. Monday, nine hits, five earned, and four and a third against Toronto. He's allowed 20 runs over his last five starts. It seems odd because he's, these are two pretty anemic offenses, but I do. I, again, I bet over eight. It's now up to eight and a half. You're going to get plus 105 if you do bet the over. I just think a little misleading. Mm-hmm. The Orioles do mash against lefties. You know, it's a team that's 500. It's 29 and 37 overall, 12 and 12 against lefties this year. And I mentioned their numbers in the month of June have been tremendous. The Orioles bats are starting to wake up a little bit here. I like the over preferred it at eight. We'll go eight and a half plus juice on the over. So I thought about this, as you mentioned it to me earlier, and I was considering, you know, who do, do you think Tampa wins this game? Yes. Okay. So if you think Tampa wins this game, the overs to play. Because I thought about a an Orioles team total. The correlation there with the favorite to the over. By the yeah. way, Tampa, just to answer, open 165, have been bet down to 155. Sorry, okay. go ahead. Because I thought about maybe an Orioles team total of over three and a half. Thinking, hey, you know, listen, you can just bank on them to score four runs, and that's, you know, take it home. Uh, but if you think the Rays are going to win, and I think the Orioles are going to score four runs, then we're going to get a 5-4 game. This thing's going over, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the philosophy there. Uh, I, I'm interested in maybe the first five total. So okay. it's at 8.5 for the game, which I would assume you're getting 4.5 for the first half. And the Orioles this year, 35-28-1 to the over in the first five this season. Goes to show you just how weak their starting pitching mm-hmm. has been, uh, which is interesting because early in the year, Camden Yards was playing to an under factor because mm-hmm. of the way they moved left field back and raised the wall as well, making it almost impossible to hit home runs to left field. Uh, but I, I do kind of like where you're leaning with this, and I will give it my stamp of approval. You 
Well, thank you. <laughs> you, you've blessed me, Mr. Yeah. Seidenberg. I appreciate it. It's nice to be in your presence. Yeah. You're right about the four. 115 to the over, first five, Tampa and Baltimore. And it's at four or four yep, and a half? It's four. Then I like the over first five. There it is. And I like the over full game eight this morning. Like I mentioned, eight and a half with plus juice on the over. And I do think you're getting a Riley Green discount today in Detroit. <laughs> Take a look at the number. Uh, and again, Hearn's not great for the Rangers, but they open 133. I got a couple of shops closer to 117, 120. This Tiger team, it's a got to fade this team. Over the last four, they've scored two runs. Their offense is historically bad. I mentioned it earlier. The Tigers have scored 169 runs this year. The Mets have scored 337. They're batting 219 as a team. The Detroit and this was a team that was supposed to rake this year. They've been horrible. You watched last night. Their at bats are disgusting. They're swinging at everything. And again, Riley Green, who's a top prospect in baseball, he's going to make his debut for the Tigers today. I know it sounds weird, but I think that's pushing the number down a little bit. I think the Rangers 123. Uh, this is really just about a fade the tiger spot for me. Yeah, I was staying away from this game. I want no part of both of these teams. Uh, I've been burned in this series in the first two games on the wrong side both times, so I'm going to stay away from this series. I'm very curious about the Phillies and Nationals today. Uh, Phillies are heavily favored. It's Aaron Nola on the hill against Josiah Gray. Totals at eight and a half. I'm curious about the under, and I'll tell you right now, if this game was three hours earlier, I would bet the under. Why? Both of these teams played a doubleheader yesterday. Doubleheaders mess with players' routines and schedules. And anytime there is a day game after a doubleheader, I Great hammer angle. the under. Great angle. This is a day game, but it's a late afternoon game. It's a 435 start in D.C. It's not a 135 start. Like, if it was a 1 o'clock start, I'd be all over the under here. I still lean under with these two teams being thrown off of their rhythm here on a Saturday. Can you fix Patrick Corbin? No one can. What the hell happened? Too many innings in that World Series run? That can't uh, be it. I mean, well, you're not surrounded yourself with pitchers like Scherzer and Strasburg, and I don't know. But he might be the worst pitcher in baseball. Probably. Well, Yoan Adonis. Okay, well, that's your boy. Yeah, that's my boy. That is your boy. I was so happy when they recalled him to start the first game of the doubleheader. <laughs> like, I've – you – this was Christmas morning for me when the Nationals made the announcement that because of the new rules, you're allowed to bring a 27th player up for a doubleheader. They're like, we're recalling Joanna Don't to start game one. I'm like, Phillies first. Five. However, you are Jewish, so you don't really care about Christmas, do you? No, but it's still fun. <laughs> facts. <laughs> Christmas is fun. That's facts. Thank you, Scott. Nice to work with you, buddy. Always. Okay, Femi and, of course, Wes Reynolds coming up next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.